0: Wedding
1: photographers
2: unite! Unite, wedding photographers, and welcome to Wedding Photographers Unite episode number one hundred and forty-five. I'm one of your hosts, Andy Buscemi. In good company with Jimmy Ferrara and Lindsay Daddario. Hello,
0: everybody. Hi. <laughs> yeah, it's been way too long. We I don't, don't always... have names anymore because I forgot them. Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> that's okay. <laughs>
2: I'm a professor. Jimmy's talks. And, I talk a lot. And, yeah. Neil, and uh, Neil's not here today. No, um, he's
0: sunburned. He's yeah, rubbing aloe all over his bald head. <laughs> <laughs> he's hearing us right now and going true. That's that's well, not right now, but when it airs back, he's like, Yes, I did. He was going to come and then he was in the sun all day, he said, building something. I don't know, but yes, that's, I will
2: get him next time. And Lindsay's a good neighbor, so that's right. This is I'm I'm little. We said that the next episode we're going to do was going to be like next. When was the last one we did? Um, was it, oh, November. It was in November or something like that it was the last episode we did. Here we are. It's April. I was really, we, our, our next episode is supposed to be next November. If you go by, we were cutting each of our episodes in half and then half and in half and in half. Wow. And in half. We, we're, we are way early on this episode. And I don't really know how I feel about that, you know?
1: I mean, we should be proud of ourselves. We're way ahead of schedule in, in what was a very busy year. And so, you know, just give yourself a pat on the back. We're back. Oh. Cat on the back, because we're back. in the saddle. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yes, and uh, wedding season's is kind of kicking off for me already. Like, I had yeah. two already. I got one more this month. Um, I've got headshots. I've got I've got a graduation coming up. I've got all kinds of, you know, and then the lot of festivals coming up next month, and I, I stay busy with that. So I'm, like, in it. I'm already in it, and uh, um, I don't know how I feel about that. Cause I just had another baby, you know what I mean? I got the kid yeah. over here. So,
1: oh yeah, um, that happened since the last episode, right?
2: That happened since the last episode. Yep, I got baby number two. His well, official Bo.
1: podcast congratulations.
2: Yes, thank you. Um, no dramatic
1: so, yeah, stories for this one.
2: No, no, this <laughs> one everything was much easier uh, with this one. Uh, uh, my first boy was crazy. And he was born crazy, and he stays crazy, and he still is. And I love him. Oh, my God, I love him so much. But he's crazy. <laughs> and this boy is just easy. Everything about him has been easy. He's chill. He's hanging out. Um, So that's good. We needed him to be that way.
0: Did you know you were having a boy?
2: No, we did not, not. You waited? Not, not, right. No, we didn't. Did, and, did, are uh, you the
0: kind of couple that says or announces possible names?
2: Mm, I mean, like Everyone within our close Germany, family, anyway. they knew the names. You know, both yeah. ways—if it was a girl or boy—and yeah, I mean, you know, to be honest, we both kind of were like, "Oh, you know, like it would be nice to have a boy and a girl and blah 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 to get both and experience both and blah blah blah." But we're done after this. This is this is the this that, is the two. That was right? the, My you know, next question, so. yeah. So, but so. <laughs> Because, I mean, the two is enough, man. <laughs> like, like, like we're I hear
0: three is like a circus because you can't go in a normal car anymore. And then one parent can't just take one <laughs> and one takes the other. Like, what? I I got two now. I, what do I do? I got to go to the bathroom.
2: Well, yeah, and that's the thing that every parent and all, every freaking parent will tell you. Oh, well, if you have two, it's just as hard with one. So you might as well have two because they play with each other. And it's so much easier. no, it's not and it's won't <laughs> be fair. that's such bullshit whatever when, when anybody says that it's that's choice the work um, but yeah so like but I, but the thing is is you know we've got the second boy and he's got a brother. do you know what I mean? My yeah. boy's got a brother like they're brothers and so um, we're just we're very happy but it's also very crazy at the same time and so yeah, but it's it's good it's real good, but it's also
0: real crazy. Do you have do you have any brothers?
2: No, I don't have any brothers. Um, I have two sisters, and because of that, um, I have like really really close friends because both of my two um, best friends, um, Lindsay, who were at my wedding. The two guys that I had standing up also, um, challenged with fo- follically challenged as well. Um, both of those dudes <laughs> are like are literally like my brothers because we didn't have brothers. So, and none of them have brothers either. So we literally are each other's brothers. So they're, right. they're my brothers, you know? That's yeah, cool. No, no biological brothers. That's cool. What have, you, what have you guys been up to? What's new? What's your... There's a lot to update
0: since last yeah. podcast. Yeah, Lindsay, you go first. Um,
1: Sure. Uh, Well, so I spent most of the time this winter on the road working remotely from... Various different places from Vermont to Florida to Colorado to New Orleans. Uh, so packed up my laptop and uh, worked worked from different Airbnbs. Uh, had different friends staying with me at different points along the way. Uh, but you know, this year was so insane with like doubling up the weddings from 2021. Well, from 2020 moving to 2021, that like a real vacation just wasn't in the works. You know, a lot of times I like to wrap up all my editing and really just hit the road for a big adventure. And that just wasn't I wasn't going to be done in any sort of way, shape or form in time to do that this winter. So, um, you know, it was kind of a happy medium to just, you know, rent a house, stay for a couple weeks work there and just have a change of scenery, be able to sp- spend my spare time exploring different places. Um, you know, so it wasn't exactly like the most relaxing vacation where you can just like forget about work, but I'll take it, you know, after the craziness that was last season. So, mm. yeah, that's that's how I spent my winter <laughs> since I last saw you guys and now back in Buffalo same as you Andy things are Back in full swing now. It's nice to be working on a wedding that I just shot last week instead of a wedding I shot, you know, three months prior, which was, you know, kind of the turnaround for a while there. It was just so behind with so many weddings last year. So I'm kind of happy to be back on top of things and trying to keep it that way this year. <laughs> I do yeah. still have six rescheduled weddings this year, though, that are still from the whole mm-hmm. 2020 pandemic nonsense. Yeah, so, yep. Yeah, it is what it is, but better than last year for sure. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah, I think I have maybe three or something like that still lingering from
0: the last couple of years, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. I had one that canceled 20, moved 21, moved 22, and now I was looking at 23. And I'm thinking this is never going to happen because it's just too, it's too much at to that point. and And um, it's just a big question mark on whatever date is in the calendar. And if I get another bite, I got to go, uh, a wee ago or not because I can't hold it, you know, anymore. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it looks like we're, I'm in the same boat. We're all in the same boat. Luck. thank God that everything is, you know, quote unquote back to normal, at least down here. Um, there's not even a question anymore. It's like all restaurants, stores, the the whole mask thing was in place. As you guys know, you're upstate New York. So New York did that two week thing during Christmas. Mm-hmm when they rec- and then a week in or a few days in everyone's like uh do we have to wear masks and most places were like no we, we don't there's no enforcement of it so no one cared and I'm so glad it's that it's just gone and no one's it's not an issue anymore and uh you know traveling's a little different but oh fine on the airplane i get it but even then it's not 100% i just noticed i just flew to hawaii a couple weeks ago that was hmm. fun first time um uh, My girlfriend and I booked a trip to Greece, not knowing that it's not the season for Santorini. Um, A lot is closed. Uh, Restaurants, not all restaurants are open. The Mundi Bay down below is totally closed. Uh, We had a place in Ia, the northern part of the island, and some places were open, some places in Fira were open, but the weather looked really bad. In fact, it it was going to snow in Athens the day we got there, and we we had trip protection, so... Like two days before we're going to leave, we're like, let's, let's move it. Let's do something else. And, you know, looking at costs and availability and also the chance of going to another country and then testing positive, which even if you're fine, doesn't matter. They're going to, you're going to keep you there. I'm like, I don't, we can't risk that being in Greece, you know, stuck there for 10 more days. Are you kidding me? So we decided just to do something US only. And uh, it was fantastic. Weather was great. It, it was a great trip. We're doing Greece again next year in May with another couple. And, uh, looking forward to, uh, that trip. <clears throat> Definitely. Cool. Yes. Yeah, Lindsay, yes. When
2: you were on the road, did you schedule any shoots out there or was it just yes. editing from, yeah. So how did that all work?
1: Yeah. I had a client who lived in Colorado and, um, so, got to write off the travel to get there so that's amazing we did it their engagement shoot i skipped that detail we did their engagement session while we were out there so it was amazing to get to know them and to see where they live they're from the western new york area so they'll be getting married back here in 2023 um but you know they've been living in colorado for a bunch of years that's home for them now so for them to have their engagement photos in the place where they're spending their time was really nice and for me to be able to shoot out there was obviously amazing. I spend a lot of my downtime in the mountains. I climb them, I ride my bike up, them. <laughs> you know, that's where I spend the, the bulk of my time, but it's not ever where I shoot, which is crazy. Uh, you know, most of my weddings are in downtown Buffalo. They're they're urban Um, so to be able to kind of combine two, two loves together with the photography and being out in the mountains was really, really special, um, and an awesome couple. So that was really, really fun, but that's about it. Um, I was in new Orleans with a group of photographers, well, two (laughs) group of three of us, uh, down in, in new Orleans. And so, you know, we're, just goofing around taking photos all the time but you know nothing scheduled as far as client work or anything like that really I was just most days I would get up around 6 six thirty, and work until maybe 11 and then try to you know get a hike in explore a little bit get a good meal in and then maybe work again later in the day Um, So, you know, I was still working most every day. Obviously, some days I took off, you know, went snowboarding or went on a little bike excursion for the day, that sort of thing. But I was pretty productive. I wasn't exactly sure how all of that was going to go. But I, you know, like I said, I didn't really have an option. I still had weddings that needed to to be edited and albums that needed to be designed. So, um, you know, a happy compromise.
0: Well, Walk us through what you brought. What was your gear, your bag and all that?
1: Oh, um, so I always have like a, a go bag in my car, uh, just because I shoot news and it's like, you know, something could happen at any point and editor calls and you know, you've got to get there. So I almost always have like a, a 16 to 35, a 50 and a 70 to 200 on me. Um, so I always travel with that. And then, you know, a couple flashes and a trigger, um, or actually I don't need a trigger anymore, but back in the old days when I needed a trigger, um, yeah, and that's about it.
0: All right. one one Everything in one bag kind of thing? Oh, yeah, of thing. yeah, Back, yeah. Backpack? You know,
1: I use, like, an insert, so whatever bag I need for that day, I can put the insert in. So I'm not a big fan of those camera backpacks. They tend to not fit my body, and they're heavy. Um, as someone who's a climber, I need, like, really lightweight stuff. I, I tend to not ever carry gear with me when I'm doing, like, outdoor adventure stuff because it's just – too heavy for what I'm doing. I just use my phone or if I'm on my bike, a GoPro or something like that. But um, yeah, so I I like having the insert because I can use a backpack that's lightweight and fits my body, put the insert in there and carry it that way. It's much more comfortable for me. Or if I just want to throw it in a suitcase or a duffel or whatever, uh, that insert can just go in and out of whatever bag.
0: Okay. All right. I'm, I'm, I'm crazy about bags and I, I talked about this in the past and my still my main bag is an older tamarack bag they don't make anymore where the laptop section was in the front so the when you open it up the front flap has some nice weight to it you can put like some shoes in there even or or a light jacket or definitely a reflector or even a few reflectors if they're small enough and I like it it's on the comfort factor it's it's not bad when you know it's a little like this when it's on you and it gets the job done but i'm not climbing or i'm not traveling much more to my car to a place and i'll take a like a lighter smaller bag from that point on which actually segues to one of my comments about the new bag i got all right so andy <laughs> i know you're a Holdfast fan and as much as i like the Holdfast, you too lindsey right yeah,
1: yeah i have two of all them right. actually yeah
0: I, I found um a company called rl handcraft i mentioned them in the past and the the it's it is so comfortable it's a lot thinner it's not meant for big dslrs well they make one Are, for you're that You're talking too. about bags or straps Jimmy? oh sorry sorry Straps. Strap. you're talking about I'm you're sorry. talking about bags and all of a sudden you're talking about straps well uh, the bag we'll get to this the the strap okay so okay. let me rewind um the strap i use is rl handcraft and they have a, many different sizes you can customize stuff and um they have a in the past, I kind of took one of the sliders and put a little bag next to me. The problem with that, it kind of slipped around, had a flap to it, and Wholefast came out with a new bag. They have a – I'm going to tell you right now as I'm talking. So they have a bag I saw somewhere out there, and its its it's an open – it's like a shoulder bag, but it's open, and it has – you can put two lens pockets in there. You can open it up even more to put anything else in there. I'm trying to find it right now. I'll do it when I'm done talking, I'll tell you. I'm
2: looking at it right now, are we talking about the Holdfast Romographer? Uh where are you? You're in I, don't, I just collections. Googled, I just Googled home fast bag. And it's Google not the... Ads wants to show me the holdfast romographer. Is what? that what we're talking
0: about here? I don't that doesn't that's not ringing a bell, but maybe. Um okay. I think that's it. Okay. Uh <laughs> it's the doesn't matter. No, explorer. Oh, it's the explorer uh. lens quiver. little pricey
2: explorer
0: yeah um i i love this this is just what i needed it's not too big it can you can modify it for for a messenger bag if you want you can even put it behind you which i haven't quite done yet because that's a little weird getting lenses out that you know is on your back or it's kind of like where your butt is this is the pouch the whole fast explorer pouch yeah it's like a leather messenger bag
1: it looks like it would hold arrows. Am I looking at the right no, thing?
0: No, go to Holdfast. It's if you just search "bag" in the collection, it's the it's the, it's the there's explorer. a lens. <laughs> there's
2: an explore lens quiver. That's it. <laughs> That's the one. Quiver baby. The quiver, the one that holds the
0: arrows. That doesn't hold arrows. Isn't
1: a quiver four arrows? Yes. How did I make that up? W- okay. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I looked up quiver and I got like pictures of arrows. Thought I was All losing right. my well, mind.
0: <laughs> it's got like a pocket in the back, a, a thing for paperwork, your phone, a little thing in the front that's zippers. You can put like a sunglasses in there or, or chapstick and gum and then other pockets. It's just – it doesn't weigh much. I really, really like it, and it's kind of changed. Do you, do you put this changed. on
2: your belt or do you – No. Do you do with I
0: I think Does on a belt – Does it like
1: flop around on your butt? It looks no, like it will flop just, around on your butt.
0: What I do now is I take these two sliders and I separate them on the strap that goes under my arm – or a hang one on oh, a clip.
2: So 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 from your holdfast strap you dangle this bag and yeah. this, these lenses and these things are dangling off the side
0: as you're running around taking photos. Well it's it it's as terrible. if you had uh, the bag on a strap on your shoulder not oh. over your body and but it's not going to slip off cuz it's connected.
2: Yeah, no, I see. I see yeah. it's not going anywhere.
0: It it really is great. I w- I'm like I don't want to spend this much money. Yet. It is kind of pricey, but I looked at it, I'm like, well, Fine if I love it, and I do love it. I, I really do love it. Um, I don't care about a flap because I'm not putting anything in there that could potentially fall out. It's going to be on me, or I carry it, and I put it down somewhere safe as if it was an open shoulder bag or, or some kind of bag you just lay down. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, I have had a wedding yesterday, actually, small wedding on Monday. used it then, used it earlier uh, about a month or so ago at that wedding. And then a couple lifestyle stuff I've done. I just got it not that long ago and um, very happy with it. Very happy with it. So I know I'm, I'm mixing companies here with that bag and my RL, but uh, hey, whatevs, you know?
1: Mm-hmm. As long as they're compatible.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Holdfast made a custom strap for me.
0: Oh, really?
1: Yeah. Explain I just- that. I, I like to, um, like, really hit up the chat feature on a lot of companies' websites and just – so I read this book last year called The Art of Asking, and uh, – Kind of the theme of this book is that people want to help you and don't be afraid to ask for things that you want. And so there have been quite a few times this year where I'm like, you know what? There's a chat feature for a reason. I'm going to use it. And you just start asking questions, and all of a sudden you're like getting discounts or getting camera straps that don't exist. So I wanted a green one and I wanted it to be a, a single. Um, just to take for like a quick engagement session or something like that instead of the double.
0: right? Um,
1: And so, yeah, they made me a custom green one, like no problem. It was awesome. Cool. And and I love it.
2: Cool. You know, that's interesting that you say that because um, my wife, Kristen, um, has become very active on social media with her like Instagram. I think, Lindsay, you follow it. Um, Mm Mm-hmm. Um, But she's been like really just kind of like killing it, getting in these different groups and posting these tours, these home tours or whatever, because she's all about like um, decorating the house and home decor and, you know, going to Dollar Tree and buying all this crap and making it look cool. You know what I mean? Doing all this stuff. But she's really gotten in with some other people and are, is really about like hitting up and she's got sponsors going for all her different these different podcasts and or not podcasts, but but basically um, uh, not What are what's the what are the what are the kids doing on Instagram these days?
1: Live. Instagram Instagram, live. So
2: she's doing Instagram live with other people. And it basically is a podcast, but she's getting sponsors and she's they've got like all these sponsors already lined up and these companies are contacting her, giving her stuff, you know, and like and playing that game. And it's just funny because I do not play that game, and I have no interest <laughs> in that game at like at all. If you can't tell by this podcast from what what we've done with it for the past however many years, I just none. But it is cool to see her doing it and see it and seeing how all that and how that happens, and how you can actually grow something the right way if you want to, <laughs> you know, rather than rather than just uh you know make a podcast, put it out there, and and not do anything after that, you know.
1: I was so. talking to Kristen actually yesterday. Um, and it's funny because she mentioned this, that, you know, she had learned so much about how to be a good podcast host from listening to this podcast. And I think what she meant was <laughs> yes. actually she learned what <clears throat> not to
2: do. Yeah, no, no. But no so, so so, what she actually did mean is that because, you know, the podcast and we have a flow to the podcast, really the other girls that she was doing this with have not done this before. But so she basically kind of took the lead to like make sure that there was a flow to the conversation. That part I think we do okay. The actual mm-hmm. podcast itself, it's just all the other things that I refuse to take time to do that she's doing. So, like so, prep work, uh,
0: notes, right, right. I think kind of, topics on hand, no. no I'm, just, I'm, actually just,
2: I'm actually just mostly talking about like getting sponsors and doing advertisements and doing all those things the right way that I just don't give a shit about. Um, <laughs> just because, you know, I whatever, you know. So, but it, but good for her. I'm I'm glad she's doing it. Uh, and it I'm, I'm surprised she listens well to stuff. this podcast. She did, you know, every, I think she listened like every episode, um, oh to some, which was adorable wow. and amazing at the same time. I don't <laughs> no think
1: Neil's listened to any of them.
0: I know. <laughs> I, if the ones I'm not on and haven't been on, I have listened to. Uh, but if I'm on it, I, I already heard it. I don't need to go back and listen. I do apologize. For the listeners, when I talk too fast, I know I do that, so I'll try to rein it in a little bit. But um <clears throat> yeah, I don't you know, it's like we don't need to. We we're doing it now. Um say so you
1: got so, a quiver. What else?
0: Yes. Another piece of equipment I just picked up is twofold. So when I have like downtime, I just wanna update my gear. And then Tamron announced uh, 35 to 150, f2 to 2.8 for Sony. Just let that sit for a second, right? I was like, oh, hold on a second. So even though I still love my 35, I've played with your 35, Andy, the Zeiss one. It, <clears throat> it's a or was it Sony? Mm-hmm. It's Zeiss. Nice. So, it's Sony. It's nice. It's it's great. Remember, I did that little lens test, and when I look mm-hmm. back at what I did, I didn't. I saw no difference in sharpness. So Sony's 1.8 35 is so small you can put it in a in your, in your pocket it's i'm still keeping that because that's just a great little lens and during prep i don't need you know i can change the lens pretty quick but with this 35 to 150 i'm gonna sell my tamron 70 to 180 as much as i wait, love wait hold lens. on a
2: second i checked out Lindsay. Uh, Lindsay, i checked out Jimmy jimmy because when you talk about gear i usually don't like talking about gear so i checked out but i want to check back in <laughs> <All> um <right. laughs>
0: <laughs> what um what lens are you talking about
2: That's okay right. so
0: the one i i bought recently like last year sometime tamron's 70 to 180 okay. it's just about a 2 eight, just all about right. almost a 200 but mm-hmm. much lighter much smaller it could fit vertical in pretty much any bag and i love the idea of this mm-hmm. i like that lens a lot but i it was always like bringing three okay, lenses so, with some jimmy some, the lens you're talking about now what I'm is it? i'm getting it, there i'm <laughs> getting there so this lens that i just purchased is the 35 to 150 uh-huh. f2.0 2.0 to 2.8. See that's cool. 35
2: yeah. that's what that's all i wanted to know is i wanted to know those specs in 35 to 150 2.8 2 2.0, 2. 20. Uh, 20. start, start 30, at 20. 35 to 35 to 150 2.0 yeah that's incredible See, that's
0: intriguing to me that's yes. is it intriguing. heavy that's, yeah yes got to be huge okay so here's here's the pros and cons um, price is fine. Things like eighteen hundred, it's not, it's fair, it's very fair. Um, yeah. it's an eighty-two millimeter front element, um, uh, uh, diameter, pretty big. It's a little over two pounds, I think. So it is, it is heavy. It's a heavy lens. I look at it like this: I can take that lens, and then my twelve to twenty-four, which is an f-four, but fine. And then I'm done. I don't necessarily. I can do any proposal engagement shoot. I can take this new lens in a church. Um, just that one lens is all I really need If for, if I'm in a pinch with a couple, I can run out with this one lens. I don't necessarily need to go wider than 35 with a couple. It's, mm-hmm. it's, you know, if you're with architecture and you're playing around in small spaces. Okay. But for the most part, I can just run and go. If I got 15 minutes with a couple, one lens, I'm out. That's, I got the nice shallow depth of field. I got a great range and it's so sharp. I just debuted it yesterday. It's really nice. I really do like it. Um, it is heavy though. That's, that's the, I wish it was a little lighter, but yeah, it's the price you got to pay for. You said
2: it and the manufacturer
0: is who's Tamron Tamron Tamron. Mm -hmm. And here's the thing. It's not available anywhere. I've been waiting almost four months for it. I bought it, pre-bought it through B and H nothing. And then last Monday I decided to call Tamron and they're like, no, we can't give any kind of update. We don't know. I'm like, fine. I just happened to search on eBay. A lot of people are selling it for like 2,500 and up. I'm like, I'm not doing that. And then some camera company called Focus Cameras in Brooklyn had one. And I called them. I'm like, You guys really have this lens? Not a great market. They're like, yeah. I'm like, when'd you get it in? They're like, maybe this morning, we don't know. I'm like, I'll take it. And it got here the next day and I canceled my B and H order and I'm amazed that I have it because it's still not available anywhere. I think they made a first batch, sold out, and everyone's waiting for the next batch. That's like a because when I called up B and H and asked them, that was the first thing they said. Is it the Tamron thirty five to one fifty? I'm like, Yes, it's that lens yeah so i'm very glad i have it i really do like it getting rid of the 70 to 180 i don't need it and um i'm still keeping my 24 to 105 f4 that's a great reception lens i like to be at a f4 for reception um i want to have things in focus and it's a nice range when i can get wide enough for groups and zoom in for toasts and stuff and it's a great group portrait uh family group portrait lens for outside it's it's a overall nice size small lens there's no need for me to Get rid of that one. I want to keep it. So, <clears throat> and then, oh, and one more lens I bought. Um, Drum roll, I forget the, please. I forget the make. It's like some Japanese thing. There's a few of them out there. It's a 50 millimeter manual focus 0.95. Mm. And wow, cool. you got to take your time with this sucker. You got to zoom in, make sure that <laughs> focus is right on, and then and then click away and have like no one move. But um, just looking back at what I shot yesterday, man, that ba- there's nothing in the background. It is a, it really is pretty cool. Even at like six feet or eight feet, like the background's nothing. It's so it's it's very interesting. Yeah. It's uh, it's not like crystal sh- super sharp at nine at zero nine five. Yeah. But you creep up to like one one point two and it gets a little, a little sharper. But even it, but that's fine. It's like an artsy lens. I'm okay with it. It was pretty cheap. Um, i I yeah. like it so far. It's also very heavy too. That lens. A little thing is pretty heavy, but that's eh, fun. It's not yeah. every wedding, it's here and there. I've I gotten mean, two, two pounds
1: is way less than any of the Canon
0: lenses. Well, that was the Tamron, so, yeah, yeah. The Tamron with this one's less than that, but still, yeah. But, uh, yeah, and I know. Canon lenses are heavy
1: for 20 to what is it
0: 28 to 70 is a two. Is it really? <laughs> yeah, it's insane. I'm mm. not a fan, I never was a fan of that millimeter. I had that for many years, and I'm like, it's to me, it's it's not zooming in enough, and it's not going wide enough.
1: I agree. It's boring.
0: I, I had it. I hated it. Never used it. I, I, I ended up selling so it. I so
1: many fights with people who are – so a good friend of mine, she's been on the podcast, Carla, wrote like this whole blog post for um some company, I don't remember who, about how the 24 to 70 is like the greatest lens. And I was like, I hate them. Yeah, <laughs> Me too. this big fight about it. <laughs> I rather have a 16 I'm
0: to like, 35 it's so or something.
1: Boring. I hate it. It's just like –
0: I don't know. It's yeah, not- there's nothing. There's nothing interesting in those in that millimeter range. In that millimeter range, unless you're like wide open at one four or, or close to it, it's not all that great. it's, well, it's we're
2: going to get a lot of hate mail for this. Well, no, I mean, <laughs> it, yes. I mean, what would be amazing? The thing is, is like, I love shooting thirty five one four. You love yeah. shooting shooting thirty five and fifty. I'll break out once in a while, that kind mm-hmm. of thing. And it's like that would be great. I would love to shoot a twenty four to seventy if I wasn't stuck at two point eight. But yeah, I want right. I want to shoot a you know low aperture so. Um, so the twenty
1: eight this... to seventy is a two o, so it's a little better. Mm-hmm. But oh. I agree with you. It's just unless you can stop it down, like there's nothing special about it whatsoever. And honestly, I haven't seen like a tack sharp image come out of a twenty four to seventy ever. And hmm. maybe everyone I've ever seen just needed to be calibrated, but. Mm.
0: Uh, you, and you you had that Andy when you were Nikon, right? That 24 to 70? No, I oh, when no? I first
2: first started and was Canon, um on my 5D Mark II and 5D Mark III, I would shoot a 24 to 70 70 because I thought that's what you're supposed to do, which <laughs> is, you know, makes sense, you know, in that yeah. time period, whatever, but um but then I switched over to primes at some point during Canon, so. Yeah. Um I, I what I have been doing lately is is freelancing. Um like I have like this old Pentax um, camera and lenses that I got from my grandfather, and um, I, so I just take like a 35, like an old yeah. 35 Pentax, and I just like put it at f2, and I just and it's just like it's like the perfect length against the Sony's to, that I can just like pull it out and just kind of like just get all this weird ass lens yeah. flare and blurry bokehness craziness, and then it, but but the, I do have to be careful. I try and like cut my hand around it to stop so much light bleed from getting in the side and that kind of thing. So. But I just have a Wait, lot of fun so with it.
1: Wait, so you just handhold – there's no adapter? You're just, like, holding it up to your camera?
2: I'm holding it away from the camera, yeah, yeah. like, in order to focus it um, just with the technical part of, like, I don't know, I'm shooting a 35. It's that focal um, length between on the – the, the, yeah, there, where the image there's, happens. There's probably, like, a good inch, inch and a half of distance that I need to have the lens away from the camera body in order to focus – but you know they have the focus peaking on this on this on these cameras now. Yeah. These, you know, and so you pull away and, and once you, and you can see it when it's in focus on the couple. I, I usually just put the couple. I do like close up stuff, weird you know stuff with them, whatever. Um, but like it's just so f- cool and it's and it's just different. Um, but I also like definitely before I do that like need to get clean shots before I before I start playing with that because this is like one out of ten shots is usable kind of a thing. Um, and, and I have to really kind of push the contrast and post to make it usable. But it's just something else that's 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 kind of fun to play around with um, that. Um, and, and it's with my grandfather's lens. So that's kind of like another cool little factor of it to me. You know, when I'm doing it. Yeah, um, that that's reminds special. me.
0: It is. That's cool. I years ago before Lens Baby came out, I had found this a, a, a spring that was about yay, like maybe an inch or two uh, in depth. And about maybe two, three inches in diameter <clears throat> and took, um, black duct tape inside and out. Mm. And I, and I made the edge of it like nice, fat enough that that whatever lens I was doing a free lens with would pop in there and kind of hold in place. Mm. And I could just pop that in front of it, the thing, and I could shift and tilt now even mm-hmm. and do like, uh, and do all those facts. then. like you said you know you got to push it in to focus push it in and out to focus Mm -hmm. but this thing really helped and then i saw lens baby at um some convention i'm like oh you guys stole my idea (laughs) not really of course (laughs) but um yeah yeah, that's basically all it is is, is,
2: it's basically just a lens baby but but it is like like it's like i sometimes you really have to sometimes there's so much light coming in that it's just you get very unusable whitewashed out shots and and it's just really hard to focus and all that. But when when it when it does happen and you have the right thing in focus and the rest, it's just it's magic. It's like yeah. just total magic, you know? So
1: it's funny because I don't know if you have this, but the closer to wedding season we get, the more uh like nightmares I have about gear. And one of my recurring nightmares is that I open my bag and all of my lenses are teeny tiny little itty bitty lenses. <laughs> <laughs> is the camera
0: small too? Funny
1: that my nightmare is something that you're literally just doing for
2: fun. <laughs> yeah, it's wonderful. Yeah, I, I hope they all come out light like that. All you know, these small little things. <laughs>
1: I'll have these dreams where, like, all I have is a Polaroid, or you know, like, I I can see the ceremony in the room in a room, but I like can't find the door. You know, crazy, <laughs> yeah. crazy stuff.
2: Actually, um, that reminds me of um, why I had. Um, you remember Iggy was involved in our photo community. He he got Sam Heard to come and do a presentation at my old studio in Rochester. And one of the things Sam said at that um workshop that I really kind of like connected with is he's like, Yeah, you know, like I, I have all this stuff with me and I actually hope that something breaks during one of my shoots. Because if something breaks, that pushes me to do something different. That I otherwise wouldn't have done. So, so if one piece of gear like breaks, that's great, that's wonderful. That that will force me into doing something maybe a little different than I would have done otherwise. Um, and I just thought that was a cool thought from him uh, on yeah. that. You know, he's just a super creative guy and, and everything like that. Um, but I I totally agree with that. Like. Um, so, you know, as far as like, I obviously like I do have, you know, there's there's two sides to that story, making sure that we have all, the, all our gear and we're going to be able to shoot the wedding and all that. But if something does, it's like, OK, well, I got to be creative. You got to you got to problem solve this new thing and make something something happen in this different yeah. kind of yeah. situation. You know, so if I, so if I did people- open my bag and all my lenses were little, were really small <laughs> like that. Like, oh, shit, this is I got to really problem solve right now. How am I going to stop that light from coming in the side? You know, like. I'll yeah. find some duct tape and make the lenses small, and then and then I'll just have yeah. to to free lens everything today, you know. <laughs> <It's> <laughs>
0: like I got I need a slinky and some duct tape.
1: <laughs> I always tell photographers who are like talking about being burnt out that like little changes like that can make all the difference. Like forcing yourself out of your patterns because. I know you go into a certain event and maybe it's like a tight timeline and you just, you do your safe shots, you do your go-tos like, okay, we only have 10 minutes. You get the hits, right? You just do all those poses that, you know, work, but, Be like, oh, I hate shooting at this park, like a huge, beautiful park. Like, come on. You can get high. You can get low. You can switch up your lenses. There's so many different things you can do to experiment and and keep it fresh, you know, Yeah. on top of just like treating each couple like the individual humans that they are.
2: Exactly. Yeah, that's definitely like (laughs) I definitely always throughout my whole career of 10 plus years now at this point, like always try to. Push myself to do something different, you know, anything. Just it doesn't even freaking matter what it is. But once you get like the, like even on a wedding day, like you're saying, like I I have to, you got to get the clean shots, you got to get all the stuff that matters. I can do the things that I usually do all the time, but then something different has to happen. I will not let the couple leave unless I do something, something, anything (laughs) different. Because, because when I don't do that, I feel and I leave them, I'm like, yeah, I've got good stuff, but I don't just have that magic new shot that i feel like i'm being creative with and i'm doing the same like anytime that i haven't done that i don't feel good about myself as a photographer you know um so i've been i just actually kind of like went through my photo bag and like took things out and put things in i'm like okay you know i haven't i haven't done the uh you know the what's the what are those stupid things the prisms you know i got the prisms oh yeah in 2015 and i I had it in my bag for a couple years and then i took it out a few years ago yeah and i'm like you know what I'm gonna put that prism back in because I just I need some more toys to kind of play with. I have like three or four toys that I, you know, like whether it be the freelancing thing, the prism, or shooting off of your cell phone and getting light reflections and refractions in something, anything for the love of God that's that's different to to feel like you're pushing yourself creatively or doing something different, you know. So,
0: I I, I agree. That's like. Is, and you, you can only sometimes get in that mindset when you're comfortable and if you're just pulling out the same camera strap that's falling apart and your same crappy bag and nothing's in, interesting, um, sometimes a simple change as a camera strap would make you just feel so much different and I didn't know – I didn't think I would like the the, the dual thing and I, the, I have a single one too but I use the dual thing most of the day and – um my previous one, I would never even take off my body. I couldn't even drive with it. I could, it was thin enough to do that. So uh, I do agree that gear can just switch something with you to be like, cool, I'm comfortable today. I like this. This feels good. Let me play around with this lens, and let me play around with some reflecting thing, and let me try to find a new angle. That's what I said before. And he's real good shooting through shit <laughs> finding <laughs> something and going I'm going to go over there on a 200 I'm going to shoot through there and make that couple go right there and uh that's that's uh, hats off to you that's very uh that's an admirable trait to to find an interesting angle that no one else would to be that you know everyone else stand right there and you're your this camera height that you are but um working with you, with you that day was was interesting when you were like cool. looking through stuff and finding things and that was a fun day a Thanks, long I, one I
2: appreciate that that means a lot to me
0: yeah, it was. Yep. <laughs> I still tell that story. Yeah. Well, I started with you having to be there at, what, 530?
2: S- uh, no, 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 no. I was there no. at 630 or something, 640 or something like Some, that. Oh, yeah, but that was okay, yeah. 630.
0: <laughs> yeah. And then...
1: Good to do the legwork up front to make sure you have time on a wedding day to do that stuff, too. So there's nothing worse than just being rushed and not having the opportunity to be creative. My last wedding that I photographed, I left with that feeling of, like, did I even get an interesting photo today? And I know that's, like, my own artist ego, and, like, you need to check that at the door. And, like, once I started calling the wedding, I realized, like, I took great photos all day long. But because it was so go, 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 go all day long, there wasn't that moment to say, like, okay, what else can we do? And to just, like, look around and find something exciting. And it was one of those just do the hits kind of days. Um, and you don't always have the opportunity to control the timeline, which stinks. But um, when you do, ask for that extra little little bit or try to take them out like during dinner or something to just like have that little extra time because it mm-hmm. really just keeps things spicy.
0: <laughs> it's also good for you because then they'll walk away with saying, um, yeah, I can't believe how great that shot turned out that uh, that just right hour where the skies." dark dark blue and they're just outside and you got a little light on them and everything's falling into place nice say Lindsay, are you, you still using that editing software the AI? Hell yeah okay jesus yeah, i was right. gonna ask about hell that. yeah so you I, still I, feel I, the g- same about it i think i might yeah. want to try it
1: yeah, yeah right. it's awesome i yeah? don't know how i would have survived the end of last season without huh. it <laughs> Uh, but one one you, you last t- thought about that, like going that extra mile, like that rubs off also in the sense that they like see you excited. And a yes. couple love that. Like that rubs off so yeah. much. Then they're just like. You're right. Like when, when, when you're like. Awesome. She did awesome. Everybody did awesome. Mm-hmm. Can't we just see the photos? They love that.
0: If you. if uh, Yes, I agreed. If you are just like, guys, I can. Can you give me five minutes? I got a great idea for outside or right over here. And they're like, OK. And that that does carry a lot.
1: Yeah, and they trust us. Like if we're excited about something, they're going to be excited too. Even if the shot's terrible, like just act excited, you know, and keep shooting until you get the shot you Mm -hmm. want. Because they believe you. Like just keep asking for what you need, and they'll give it most of the time. (laughs) Mm
2: -hmm. So I had um, something about what we were just talking about reminded me of this. I had two situations: um, one last year, and one a couple weeks ago that um where I was afraid I I've never lost images over ten years of shooting and hundreds of weddings, but I had some almost situations, an almost situation last year and then a uh, situation a couple of weeks ago at a wedding. Um so I'll tell you about those. Okay. Uh, last year. Ugh, now I'm gonna have
1: nightmares tonight. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: You're not helping um, Lindsay, Andy. <laughs>
2: <laughs> last year I'm shooting this wedding, blah blah blah. blah. And now on my, I shoot my A7 III and an A7 R3, and the R3, the files are just gigantic. They're huge. They take a long time to to continue to to write to to actually write the data to the cards. It takes a while. I have to wait. If I shoot fast, you literally have to wait because I'm shooting the highest raw size that you can, uncompressed and all that stuff. So they, it just takes a while to write the images to the card. The A7 III, whatever, you know. When I'm shooting the an A7R 3 and and as I'm shooting it, um, now my my second shooter, <laughs> my second shooter, um, Will is amazing. Like he is absolutely incredible at being. He's there. Anything that I need, he's like two steps ahead of me, trying to help. Blah 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 blah. In this one case <laughs> last year, I think that caused a. It could have been a bad situation because what happened was, is. Uh, that camera was still kind of writing, and he was and my my battery was dying. So I was like, Will, um, let's have some batteries ready to go because I was at like, you know, four percent on that on the battery for that that the camera was in the A7R III." So um, he grabs a new battery and then he's and I'm shooting on the other camera. He's like, "Give me that camera." So he so he takes the camera, and then takes the battery out
1: while it was still writing.
2: But he didn't know that, you oh know. Boy. He didn't know that. A little light. So yeah. yeah. So so I get the camera back, and then I go to press, and I go to re- review the images, or I, I don't know if I wanted to take a picture or whatever. N- zero images on the card. Oh my god. Zero. I couldn't review anything that I had shot that day on that card. I was in my head, freaking the hell. Like just freaking out in my head. I've never had this happen before because I'm so, you know, I'm so like on like with what I'm, you know, with backups and all that stuff. Um, So I, I was freaking out in my head, but I did not let the couple see it at all. I just kept shooting. Oh, you want know to remind me to say this? Because you said even if something's wrong or if you you, you just act like everything's normal, <laughs> that's what that's what reminded me of this, because <laughs> because in that moment, I was freaking out in my head. And but the couple had no idea. I was like, I, like I, when I went to go, whatever. So anyway, I had to shoot the rest of the day. I, I, I refused to touch those cards because I just once I saw that, I'm like, OK, I'm not going to do anything to these cards. I'm going to take these cards out of the camera, put new cards in and I'm going to shoot and I'll deal with trying to see what's on these cards when I get home. Uh, but there was nothing. I mean, and even when I sat down at, the, at dinner later on during the day, I would plug it in. I plugged it in. Nothing, 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 nothing. I know. I know on where both cards going. on both cards. You took the other yeah. one out and popped oh, in slot yes. one and on both cards. Oh Jesus.
0: We have a
2: card. Yes, rah-rah. I rah. do rah-rah on both cards. Yep. Right. Um and so like I would I checked during dinner, I was still freaking out because there was nothing on those cards. There were very important images on that card. On those cards. Um so I And got this home.
0: was
1: at what point in the day? Like the
2: whole day. The whole day. I mean it was like halfway but through the day. When did it happen? You know? It happened like during ceremony. Like literally right after, like like at the end of portraits after their first look, and most of their portraits and their first look was on that card, and all the stuff in the morning shots with mom, etc. You know. Wow. Um. So I was just freaking out in my head, but everything was cool. I was cool as a cucumber. You know. Come <laughs> on, guys, let's go. Let's take some more photos. Let's go. You know what I mean? Like. Um. And I got home that night, and I put the card in. And all the images were there. Absolutely okay. every one of them. Good to know. So it was it was just that the database was corrupted because it, it didn't finish writing everything. So it did so the camera didn't, you know, like after it writes all the images, it updates the database um of you know what images are where on the card. And it just didn't have that information. So all the all the actual raw files were there. But, uh, but it just didn't have the data database, database to identify that where they were, so, but everything was there when I got home. now, f- yes, yep, go ahead.
1: so that's interesting because the same thing happened to me during a processional at a ceremony. It was one of those ones where the bridesmaids are coming down the aisle, like stacked on top of each other, not like spaced out, and yeah. so it's just click, 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 like firing really, really fast. And the same thing happened where it was writing, and it stopped it wasn't letting me shoot and i'm like what the heck Mm. and this is as the bride's coming down the aisle and thank god i shoot with two cameras on me at all time so when the the doors open i always take a couple wide angle shots of the bride in the doorway and then um as she's approaching getting closer to me i'll shoot a few more wide angle ones of like it the giveaway or whatever might be happening close up, but the whole middle I take with my longer lens. And so those were the ones that it it stopped writing at that point. Um, and those didn't recover. So I, I stopped using that camera, went to the back, you know, switched my cards out, switched the battery out and it started working fine. And same thing, didn't touch those cards, but I could still see everything up to the processional. But those, Last few photos I took during the processional were not on the card, and when I took it home, they were still not on the card.
0: Mm. Did you so try to? Di- I wonder get if recovered? that's
1: like a. What's that?
0: Did you try to get it recovered?
1: Yeah, yeah. They just they never I, wrote.
2: Oh, wow. Was this on your new Canon?
1: This was on a Mark IV, so an older mm, Mark IV. Okay. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So I guess similar to that story, a couple weeks ago I was shooting a wedding and um it's sunset so i'm like we got to go outside for sunset you know i take some shots and luckily like i took some shots like indoors and i got like the sun and all this stuff blah, blah blah but we go outside and i'm shooting shooting and i have probably like some of the most beautiful shots of the day because it was all it was like that most incredible beautiful light i made a big deal out of like saying we should go out for sunset all that we go out and i shoot these sunset shots and in the middle of shoot, shooting these sunset shots, I look at my camera and my camera says, did not record previous images. Would you like to recover?
0: Oh, I get that all the time. Continue. Would, what? Would, would,
2: would you like to recover? Yes, it's,
0: I would like to recover. It's a Sony thing.
2: Please, please, <laughs> please recover these images that I just photographed. Recover yeah. them. Give them to me. I just took them. <laughs> yes. Yes, I would <laughs> like them. I, I just know that's, your that's why I, as a photographer, took the photographs, you know. Please recover the photos. So I press okay, record, recover the photos. Do it. Do it. And and then and nothing. It just it like it froze, it wasn't doing anything. I tried again, it froze, it wasn't doing anything. I tried again, it froze do anything. And I, and so again, I'm like, okay, I'm not gonna shoot on these cards. I stopped shooting on that camera. Because I'm not, or, you know, on those cards. Because I'm not going to screw with it. Because if you do that, then you know you could really lose things. You know, so I stop shooting on those cards. I take those cards up. Blah, blah blah. I get home. But what was what was interesting about this though, is that um, I could see all the images I took throughout the day. But all of those sunset shot photos that I took, um, you could see as as the JPEG that the that the camera creates. It was like um a pixelated JPEG. It wouldn't let me zoom in, you know, to the file or anything like that, but those sun those sunset shots that I took were there, you know, at least at, at least the JPEG, right? And then I get home on both cards, on both cards. And then I get home, I look at them, try and recover the images, blah, 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 blah blah. No raw files were written during that whole set of sunset photos, zero. But I have these pixelated JPEGs to prove to me that those were some of the best images I took that day, oh, geez. And, and I can't Aww. and I can't use them, you know. So uh, the the right the only thing that that is uh, you know I didn't lose the images that I took earlier with that card and blah blah blah, but I did immediately once I saw that start shooting some other sunset photos on my second camera again like you said Lindsay thank God I shoot with two cameras right um so i just started shooting on that second camera and i have some sunset shots to give them so the couple will never really know and blah 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 but it's just like it's disheartening like i like it's, it's disheartening um that you know techn- i didn't do anything wrong and, and i guess the question is, is is it the cards themselves that were the cards the failure or was it uh or was it the camera itself and i don't really have a way to know or troubleshoot that if it if everything's kind of working now, you know, like and now I don't really trust those cards. And there were, and there were I was gonna
1: say you ditch the cards. Right? Yeah, those
2: card those cards I
0: can't I don't trust anymore. Um, well, Andy, do you think if you if you went uh, raw on one JPEG, other? That's
2: what I'm kind of, was kind of thinking now. That's what I, I do. I'm kind of debating my whole thing of doing raw on both cards, and I'm wondering, well, maybe I should do raw to one and just do jpeg as my backup yeah. I've, um, I've always done
0: that and i've because, had it onto the jpegs a few times
2: yeah because just maybe because those, it
1: writes faster
2: yes and yeah. yes because it writes faster and maybe i would have had saved that work if something like that were to happen again so now i'm debating it i'm not necessarily doing it but well, maybe i'm debating it and maybe i should do that i, I don't know
0: um, I, I put in um well i shoot with the, with the three so my file sizes aren't that big i put in a 128 uh U two card, whatever the UDX, whatever the hell that is, the the faster writing one. I throw that one twenty-eight in there, and it says nine 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 nine. It can't read me how many more images will record on JPEG on that. Almost ten thousand, more than ten thousand. And then it won't last a whole season. It'll last a couple months. I never take it out. That lives in that camera. The raw card comes out, downloaded into a safe, marked into a safe. Doesn't get reformatted until the wedding is uploaded and backed up. Um. But I leave that back up in there just for – I just leave it in there. I don't – I I in fact, just before – yesterday, before the wedding, I formatted that 128. I, I went back to see what's in there. It was stuff from like October, September. I don't even know. It was like it was a while ago. Not that far ago, but long ago, but still. Um, I mentioned this in the past. I'll, re, I'll recap it really quick is that I had a problem with cards like you guys did. I sent in the card just to get it replaced, and they said, would you like the images back? I said, yeah, sure. It took way too long. They sent me DVDs. This is years ago. (laughs) And on those cards from Lexar was raw images from a year prior and up until today. There was like maybe 8 to 12 DVDs. A lot of them. I'm like, this is insane. I called them up. I'm like, how is this still possible? I've reformatted this card. I can tell you that. So many times. And they said, how are you reformatting? And I said, first question they asked, are you deleting camera? I said, yeah, they said, don't do that ever. Just let it be. Don't delete. And C- and B, are you formatting it properly on your computer? I said, no. So, once again, listeners, you should take your every software, your card is every now and then, every month or so, plug in your cards, reformat it through the proper card program, not in camera. In camera, is just a, a wiping of the dust off it, it's not really cleaning it off. And maybe, Andy, those cards were just exhausted. You know, um, maybe it was time for that to happen. But yeah, Lindsay, I agree. Yeah, we just ditch the cards. And then if it happens again, then that's pointing to the camera itself. Because that shouldn't happen. If, now and then I get it. Like you're shooting too fast. You do something weird. The camera gets turned on by mistake uh, and off rather. Uh, I get it. But if it's happening with new cards, then some, sums up. Yep. Mm. You agree with me on the on the formatting thing? Do you have any other... Opinions or suggestions?
2: Uh, no, I was the only thing I was going to say is that um, even when you do format, regardless of how you format, um, you still there still will be raw images that are still there because it's not necessarily deleting the images. It's it's rewriting the database file and telling the card you can write over these yeah. sectors to these sectors. So so that's why why when you sent that card in. And you got all those images back is because all that data was still there, still there, um, which is pretty typical. I mean, that's 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 actually a good thing for our sakes. You know? It just it amazed oh. me that
0: was raw file thousands of raw files yeah. on like a maybe a thirty two gig card, probably yeah. even a sixteen back then. That was before mirrorless. This was like my Nikon D. Th- I remember, it was my, my Nikon D three before the S even came out.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, it's an old. That, that was like probably two thousand fourteen or so. So yeah, that's um. I do that all the time. I I just I just know every now and then if I have a stack of cards, I have so many cards. I just recently bought like more sixty-four gig cards. So i never have to think about going out and have what's in the safe, what I have to reformat. I'm like fine, two more sixty fours in there, I go and I'm out. But Andy, try it. Try the, the JPEG thing. Um the here's the, the truth is we're both shoot we're all shooting now pretty good. We're not like our exposures aren't night and day you know, we're mirrorless. So we're, we're seeing what we're getting, at least you and I are. So you're close within definitely one stop. So if you did have to go back to say all of prep and a part of ceremony for the JPEG, you'll be just fine. It's yeah, you, I, I, you, Honestly, fine.
2: um, there was, um, I had, and now that you say that there was a time when I did that, when I was shooting the 5d3 or something like that, where yeah, it was 5d Mark three, where on the, um, CF card, I was shooting, uh, raw and on the SD card, I would, I would back up JPEGs and I had an engagement shoot, um, like out of town and, uh, the CF card failed. Like, um, but I had the their whole shoot on the SD card and it was JPEGs. And I edited their whole shoot off of JPEGs. And you know what? There's so much more latitude to even JPEGs than we even think. You can push those things, so much farther than you even think. Like, yes, we think that, oh my God, raw and you have all this latitude and the white balance and blah 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 blah. Mm-hmm. You can still really push a JPEG. Like, yeah. you can really do yeah. some 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 things with a JPEG. That white balance, not yeah. so much, but definitely exposure and everything. Not else. so much, but more than you think. I guess that's my point. Yeah. you know. But again, um, but
0: if you, I, I I personally never, I'm on auto a lot. But if I'm like in a controlled, if I'm, I know, I know I'm outside, I'll change the white balance. If I'm doing groups and families, I'll lock it into a, a preset I have. So it's just constantly maintained that color and I can batch everything. But I'm unless I'm just a setting somewhere and something happens, and I start shooting and I see that it's too blue or too orange, fine, I'll just shoot away and change it later. But for the most part, I'm on top. We should all be on top of what we're doing as far as color and just not being like, oh, whatever, I'll just fix it later. That's a horrible way to shoot the day you're gonna spend far more time that
2: that that method has always worked well for
0: me (laughs) (laughs) Uh, that is chris bright and (laughs) bright
1: but a jpeg also looks better straight out of camera than a raw file does too it's true yeah so it needs less work by
0: nature yeah assuming you shoot close to (laughs) what you want to edit i don't know you've seen them any, int- any intent on getting that new A one? No. And matter mm.
2: of fact, um, I actually just bought a new A seven three. Okay. Simply because I'm an asshole. Um, I have an A seven R three and A seven three, right? And then I had that that rusty old Nikon D seven fifty that I would have, you know, hanging out in my Jeep as the third backup camera. And this off season, like last month, the month or, month and a half ago, I was like, oh. I'm going to get my third backup camera like up to snuff. I'm going to fix it up. So I got some different parts for it and blah, blah, blah. And I got some new batteries and I was like rocking and rolling my Nikon D750. And then, um, the, what, the reason that I retired the camera is because I was shooting a wedding and it dropped and the dial that you turn to, to change from manual to program mode or whatever it is you're doing with your dial. Right. Um, it snapped off so i oh, had geez. no dial and it was just i could rotate the dial and not know what i was shooting you know so it, so i could be sh- if i was shooting it would just go into different modes if it, if like the air <laughs> breathed on it the wrong way you know so so, 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 it was, so but it was still like functional as a third backup camera right but i so i got a new dial off of ebay or whatever the hell right they send me the new dial, and I'm like, oh, I'll just pull out the old one, and I'm popping the new one. Nope. <laughs> you have to open up the whole camera, the whole Nikon camera to get to that dial. So I did. I'm like, I'm crazy. I don't care really? about this D750 anymore. So I start opening up the camera. I'm opening up. I'm, I'm pulling my little my little cable attachments and my little electronic parts, part, throwing it apart and moving this, this. – this chip over here and that computer chip over there I'm like I'll put it back together later and as I do this I get to the part and I fix the part I put the part and then I start putting it all back together and I'm like seventy percent of the way putting it all back together and then and then I like made a blunder on one of those parts and I'm like threw it in the garbage <laughs> <laughs> that was it it was gone I mean I could have maybe sold it for parts but I'm like I'm not doing Man, that not worth so it. I just so I just threw it out and I'm like, all right need a new backup camera bought a but a bought a used Jank, janky a seven three for eleven hundred bucks off of amazon right. um you know because it was like one of the, like a used refurbished one or whatever right. so i've got that as my third backup camera now
1: so I your like, plan I, I like... to get it stolen out of the back of your car yeah, after like... broadcasting it was in there on the podcast didn't work
2: <laughs> no it didn't yes. work <laughs> damn didn't work yep
1: you failed us, listeners.
2: Yes, but you could go to my address and you could look in the garbage for it. Um, this, actually, you know <laughs> what? The garbage truck just came today, so never mind. It's gone. <laughs> yeah.
0: I, don't, I don't know if I'd like would. I don't know if I would like shooting with two different camera bodies, even though the, I know that that the R3 you have is pretty close. If not identical to the three, just you got to press a button right to go to different modes. And it's, then what it's else? It's
2: essentially identical. It is? It's, okay, all right.
0: I mean, you do have to push a button, but it's a That's fine. That's not a big deal. Essentially identical. Yeah. Yeah. I know the A9 has buttons on the left on top, like a dial. Yeah. And so I. That's totally different than mm-hmm. the three. So I like having two threes.
2: I, I was debating, Jimmy. Oh, do I want to get this A7 four or wait for the A7 yeah, R4 I don't care and that. blah, blah, blah? Do I want to spend $5,000 on a new I camera know. body? I and I'm like, you know what? No, no, no I don't. I, I, I want a third backup camera body because I need one when I shoot alone. But, it's, uh, but if I'm going to do that, I'm just going to spend 1000 on, bucks on an A7 III yeah. and throw that in my car, and maybe somebody will steal it. And, uh, <laughs> and there I've got my third backup camera.
0: You know? <laughs> and I think one of them, the, the screen, doesn't tilt. It swings out, which is a deal breaker for me. I'll break that shit right off if I have to swing a, a monitor out. No, it has to tilt, and that's it. So, uh, Um, I I don't know which one it does though.
2: You're so are you as one of your camera bodies, the mirrorless R whatever. And then the other one, are you shooting like a five D four? Like those, your two cameras.
1: Yeah. I was just going to chime in on that because I'm shooting two very different cameras. They're both Canon, uh, but I have one mirrorless one, not. Right. which is very dangerous because if you're using the optical viewfinder and you're seeing your exposure through your eyepiece in the camera you're using for the majority of your shots, and then you switch over, you have yeah. to remember yeah. that you have yeah. to check your settings because yeah. what you're seeing is not what you're going to get. <laughs> <True>. yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> Luckily I, I've, yeah. I've been okay with that. So
0: oh, you said but, that was freaking hilarious, by the I way, th- but I don't think, I don't think Lindsay, I don't know how long you've been doing that. Um, my prediction I did it all is all
1: last season, thirty-five all season? weddings. Thirty-five Jeez. weddings I did, and all the sessions in between. So it's been okay. I haven't fumbled. I I barely use the the second body. It's just mainly my super wide-angle shots. So you know it's. A few no 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 the mirrorless oh, i'm using yeah. all day okay. all right that's right, my right. main my main body so if i have time i'll flop my lenses onto the mirrorless but if i need like to get a couple with this and a couple with that real quick like maybe during the processional or the first dance it's just a few wide angle shots with the non-mirrorless camera and okay. then i go back to shooting tighter stuff generally
0: when, so, I, when I was nikon I and i had sony for um i was i didn't do both for long in fact Long meaning like maybe 15 minutes long on a wedding. (laughs) I had my Nikon D5 and I had the Sony. And going back and forth, like I was like, nope, this is not happening. I cannot handle this. Oh, I put one of them away and shot with the Sony. And never went back, actually, on that. I know exactly what wedding it was. I dove into and never, outside of studio stuff for a while, I always, I switched over to mirrorless really, really quick. That one wedding, and uh, I love it, but in studio, eh, I deal with it. It's it's nice. I like it. I don't love it, but it's nice. But, uh, yeah, I, I'd, it's, it's, it's of course, a preference. It's not like, oh, when someone says, oh, you're still shooting DSLR. Like, you shouldn't say that. That's not – that's just – you're still shooting digital. It's just looking through the glass without an electronic image is, is nice. It's, it's, like, it's so nice in your eye, but uh, I don't agree with people, like – you know, the film and digital conversation, of course, was night and day, but this is not night and day. So
1: I still have a couple friends shooting film at weddings very proudly and yeah. very beautifully. So
0: <laughs> I actually, uh, right here in my house, I had a client years ago, like 15, 18 years ago, maybe 19 years ago. I just, I've been doing this 19 years now. She said, Oh, that print you made of my son uh, has a problem. It's like a, there's a line on it, and one of them got too much sun, and it's all faded. So my friend Jen just came over a couple hours ago, dropped off her two prints, and my other client brought in her two prints. I'm going to reprint for them this week in my basement, which is a darkroom, because my son had been shooting with a 35-millimeter camera I got him for Christmas. He did some research. I'm like, what do you want? And I got – when I get him, I forget what I got him. Yashica something or other. I forget. A, a popular camera that I n- never owned but knew of this model. And I convinced him. I'm like, look, you want to get one lens? And you want to look through the lens? Get a 28. You're going to like that. He's into skateboarding and stuff. I'm like, you don't want a 50. It's just going to be too tight. 35 is going to be nice, but a little too tight. I think 28 is going to be just where you want it. And I showed him the millimeter difference. He said, "Okay, he has that. We're going to process some film tomorrow or the next day, and then I'm going to print." Like I haven't, I I printed during quarantine a little bit, but um, yeah, it's, it's it's kind of it's it's a nice, it's so cool to go back to like old school stuff when you once did it and. And just put some, put some music on. You know you're going to be in there, or a podcast. Yeah. You know you're going to be in there for a few hours. You're in your own zone, and uh, I'm looking forward to it. I uh,
1: and even I, just shooting, history. it's like a whole different process. I, I know it's, it's so it deliberate. Is fun. Yeah, You know, you really think through every – it's, like, a whole different way of approaching photography. Like, with the digital stuff, you try different things, see how it works, shoot, shoot, shoot. With this, it's, like, you really got to just, like, walk around the scene, figure out exactly what you want, how Mm -hmm. you want to light it, you know, because it's expensive. All that film and the chemicals and all that stuff. But it's a nice – uh, like kind of a therapeutic, meditational sort of thing to do—to just like be in that dark room and yeah. have your hands in the smelly
0: stuff—and <laughs> the the, uh, the smell of picture, stinks, so nice. Speaking of which, oh no, no, I have it ventilated. There's a, a fan, and it, it it takes care of it. I I was in there a lot, in yeah. a lot in my late 20s, early 30s. Yeah, a lot. That's all I would do. I'd had a lot of free time working in the film business. I would go out, see bands, shoot them, come home that night, process the film. Have some fun the next day. Give out prints. Next time I saw them, they're like, "Oh, this is this is awesome! Thank you so much." I'm like, "Sure, I get, I love it." This is mm-hmm. what led me to doing this. Really, is just having yeah. that dark room.
1: It's a labor of love that film
0: stuff. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Yep.
0: Yeah. And then um, one last thing I want to comment on. And I think last time I prefaced on somewhere along the thread that I did purchase the hey there it is. Oh boy. Deck. I don't <laughs> poo poo it. It's, it's not a poo poo deck. It's a loop deck. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> uh, this new deck. one, man, <laughs> you can customize so much. I, just the mere fact of going image, brightness down, brightness up. And then cr- the rotation on like how many times you're shooting groups and it's a little this way, a little that one, you got to be straight. This is like, next. I
1: have a robot for that.
0: Oh, it, I love this. This little thing's great. It's so <laughs> smooth. I really love it. I sold the old one. It's not always plugged in, but when I'm for wedding season, I'm using this thing every time. And uh, I don't use it to the full capacity. I don't use it in Photoshop. Um, I know I, you can You can have this thing right in front of you and your keyboard. I still use mouse and keyboard and this thing off to the side where I just grab it and just do little things. But I think if you have the money to spend on it, it will definitely speed up a lot of the basic crap you got to deal with with you know shooting a wedding or an event where your exposure is always going to be a little different each time and it moves and that little dial turns it in as slow as like two tenths of a stop increments so you can you can crank it and it goes up or you can do a little bit highly recommend it the newer one yep that's all for jimmy cool oh Um, one more thing not all for jimmy um i've i've I'm talking to a couple of Mex- about Mexico next year. Fun, but no biggie. I've been there. I've been to maybe 30 different destination weddings. However, I have my first wedding in London in December and Ooh. it's a small, I know. So I'm so excited. So December it's, though, I know I don't care. Pubs are warm. I don't care. So <laughs> it's an old, Fouché. it's an old friend of mine, a, pri- a, pri- a previous client and she's having a small wedding in Jersey and then about 30 people and the pretty much the same 30 people are coming to London and it's at a place called Bentley's, which is like the joint from what I understand. It's like Le Bernardin for New York City. It's like the raw bar. It's like the hot spot. It's such a awesome restaurant with different rooms for weddings. And I'm real excited about that. I, I I'm so looking for, I, every now and then I start thinking about what to bring to London and I gotta rein myself in, being like, Okay, that's months from now. Let's just stop thinking about that. <laughs> concentrate on what you gotta bring today. Well, so that's I'm well, I'm looking forward to that. I'll, I'll it'll be an interesting conversation about what to wait bring. We can't to
1: hear what bag you bring. Oh, I
0: know. Yes. I, can't, I know. We That's what can't I think wait.
2: About. I can't wait to hear about all the gear choices you make.
0: Oh, my! it's going to be driving me crazy for weeks. Not. Up, up, up to a point. <laughs> it's going to be the Jimmy show about what I took <laughs> and what I used. <laughs>
2: yeah. um, Lindsay, got anything else?
1: No, we've been on here long enough.
2: Yeah, I think we're good. <laughs> I think we're good. <laughs> yeah. All right. So... Uh, this was this was just like a little bonus episode
0: no this Um, is a full episode
2: in between our November podcast -uh. November and the (laughs) -uh. next one next November nope so we will see you in November everybody after wedding season is over and we we have time to do these things again don't listen to them folks (laughs) and we hope you enjoyed this bonus episode before wedding season truly gets crazy and it's been a pleasure everybody (laughs) uh And
0: how do we end these things? Uh, we usually go around the table. Oh, yeah. With, Jimmy, where you know, can people find you? Uh, JamesFerrara.com. And then social is at JFerraraPhoto. Lindsay?
1: You can find me on Instagram. Lindsay at work is my business profile. Or at Lindsay Daddario for my more day-to-day fun.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And my name is Andy Buscemi, B-U-S-C-E-M-I. If you Google my name, my Instagram account will come up in these kinds of things. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, it's been a pleasure to be with you tonight. (laughs)
0: <laughs> talk for <laughs> it's like see we next have a time. live audience. Yeah, thank, thank you, folks. All right, you can all sit down now. <laughs> thank, thank you, everyone, Thank you. <laughs> we'll see you at the bar. After. Yes. All right. Thanks, everybody. Have all a good right. one. Cool. We'll do this again see, soon. Yeah. soon. Soon is key.
1: Good night.